Hello. It's Friday. The get off. Seventeenth of February. And this is Walking Movies. I'm Nick. As you can hear from my breath, I am walking to the movies at a pace. Yes. I am on my way a little bit earlier than I would do normally to go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The first film of Phase 5, which uh, I guess that's exciting. No, of course it is. Of course it is. It's, um, it's funny because the last, the last phase was mixed. You know, some of the TV stuff was great. A few of the films were good. But nothing kind of kept up with the the heights that we've seen before. Closest of Black Panther, which is the last film. So, that tells you a lot. Although, not everyone agrees with me. As uh, Kevin, I know you listen to this, uh, he told me the other day he hated Wakanda Forever. So it's not everyone's bag. But even even last year, what do we have? Thor, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther. And the only two I'll happily watch multiple times is Doctor Strange and Black Panther. I've talked before about how much I disliked Thor. I'm not going to spend my time doing that again now. But yeah... Here we go with the kickoff of stage phase five. Stage five. Speaking of stages, actually, before we get into more of this, last night me and my brother went to see Weird Al Yankovic. He was over doing a small UK tour of uh, original songs. So I saw him previously. I want to say about. 2011-2012 and when he first came over and uh, it's his first ever time in the UK that doing gigs, it was incredible uh, we saw that and it was great but it was a more traditional Weirdo Yankovic show where he did a lot of his parodies and a few original songs but his tour is just original songs and it was marked out from the outset, you know, it's very, there was no qualms about it. The title of the show, very long, can't read it now. Um, the fact that, you know, when you tried to buy tickets, it told you uh, what the gig was going to be. It was at the London Palladium, which I'd never been to before. And uh, really good venue. I, uh, I thought, I mean, not, not the best acoustics. It's not the Royal Abbott Hall. But, you know, everything was fine. We had really good seats. Lucky when he got those. He was able to get such good seats right in the centre at the bottom. We sat near Chris Moles, and I later found out Edgar Wright. He was just in front of us as well. And uh, I think we all had a good time. He was very good, as was Emo Phillips, who was his uh, support act before he came on he was also very funny um, I only really knew him from his appearance in Widow Yankovic's 
89 Classic UHF, which should be mandatory viewing, I think. But uh, yeah, it was a really good gig anyway, and uh, had a great time. Went in and had some nice vegan food. Not the vegan food we wanted, that was busy. They couldn't get us in for an hour, so we went somewhere else, but it was a good night. Fun for all. And then on the way home, Shake Shack was open, so we got concrete. If you've never had a frozen concrete, get one of them. They're great. But, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, I've seen, seen at least one trailer for this film. I don't think I saw the others. Um, I know the film takes place in the, uh, the Quantum Realm. Very easy for me to say that. Anyway, hey, watch is telling me something. What's, what are you telling me, watch? Do I want to record my book? Yes. Thanks, Apple Watch. Um, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so we know that they get sucked into the quantum realm because of his daughter Cassie coming up with a crazy invention that uh, kind of causes chaos. And it's going to be the first appearance of Krang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, Krang's from the Turtles, isn't it? It's Kang the Conqueror. That's right. Who uh, I think is played by Jonathan Majors. Who's going to have a, a hell of a year. Because he's, he's in uh, Creed 3 in a few weeks' time. And he's going to be the big f- bad for Phase 5 of Marvel. We saw him already. He popped up in the last episode of Loki. As... Uh, it wasn't a man who can't be named. What was it? The last man on earth? I don't know. He who remained. That was it. He who remained. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's a great actor. I'm looking forward to see what uh, what Kang is all about. Kang is a character I was aware of, but I've not read any comics with him in. So I don't know much about the character other than that. I mean, the fact that he's called the Conqueror suggests that he's probably, you know, not up, not, doesn't have good intentions. But, you know, we shall see. Um, everyone's back, I think. Paul Rudder's Ant-Man, Scott Lang. We've got... Uh, oh, let's cross the road. We've got uh, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. Janet Van Dyne. Or is that Michelle Pfeiffer's character? I can never remember. Anyway, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's back. As is uh, Michael Duglay. I bet he's the kind of person that would introduce himself as that as well. Rather than Michael Douglas. I bet he calls himself Duglay. He just looks the type, doesn't he? He does. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's, it's had some mixed reviews. Uh, I've seen, I've not read any of the reviews, but I've seen some three out of fives. See a couple of fours, see a couple of twos. So, yeah, I don't know. I was excited. I'm still excited for this film, but when you hear that coming into the film, it does unnerve you a little bit. That said, I heard really good things about Jurassic World Dominion. And, uh, that turned out to be the uh, Triceratops dung in the first Jurassic Park, right? 
in terms of how bad it was, the size of how bad it was. So, yeah, I'm just hoping it's it's better than Thor at this stage. Oh, that that will be a win. It's more entertaining than Thor. I will be saying for the post credits, there has been rumblings of at least one. I'll stay to the end, just in case there's two. And, yeah, I'll tell you my thoughts about the film at the end, as I always do. So, there you go. So, yeah, my homework is uh, watch, watch Creed 2 this week, because I, I missed that. It came out. I enjoyed the first Creed, but uh, I didn't catch it till quite a while after it came out watched it at home and Creed 2 I don't know what happened with that I know I wanted to go and see it I just not, I'm not sure why I didn't but I just never got around to watching it at home either so I'm going to watch that this week in preparation for that film's release in a in a few weeks time I'm looking forward to that one also Marcel the Shell with Shoes on now out in cinemas in the UK or you can watch it at home if you're outside the UK because it's been on video on demand for months now really good film got my daughter to watch it the other day she absolutely bawled her eyes out and laughed her, laughed her head off so that's a good that's a good indication it was a good film right made you laugh made you cry but uh, yeah it's sad that it's it's come out when it has getting lost in the shuffle with an Ant-Man film but I hope people go and see it underrated gem that one yeah right I'm going to stop recording because I am waffling and I will go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and I will let you know what I thought after this little jingle Okay, so as you can hear from the background noise, or lack of, I'm home. I did want to record on the way home, and didn't for two reasons. One, I was still carrying all my thoughts. And two, I was holding a pizza. Um, I just walked a pizza all the way home from the cinema. Um, it was... Um, it is, I haven't eaten it yet, I'm, wait, I'm just reheating it now. It was a uh, fake chicken uh, ranch pizza. So it had uh, buffalo sauce, fake chicken, onions and ranch, I think. I think that was it. But yeah, anyway, that's good stuff. Right, you didn't, you didn't listen to this bit to find out what I was having for dinner. You wanted to find out what I thought of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And I will tell you this now. It is a mess. It's a massive, massive mess. Is it a bad film? No. Is it a good film? Mm, uh, not sure. Um, but it is. It's weird. It's really, really weird. If this was just a standard... Like... If it wasn't a Marvel film... I think you look at it completely differently because it's a Marvel film. That's what is so striking with it. It is 
it's the most sci-fi Marvel film they've made. And I include the Guardians of the Galaxy films in that as well. Like, it is insane. The other problem with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, how long did it last? 124 minutes, so two hours, four. There's about, there's about four hours worth of story in that film. Easy. And it's just over two hours. It's constantly moving. Things are constantly happening. And I don't know exactly what was happening all the time. Because things were just going so fast. It was... Yeah, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Um, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly... You know, do a good job. As they have done in the previous films. Um, Jonathan Majors, as I expected, was incredible. Um, Kang the Conqueror was a, a great antagonist. He is great in the role as well. That's really good. Um, Michael Douglas, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I can't believe... How old is Michelle Pfeiffer? Let me have a look at this. 64. I mean, she doesn't She doesn't look it. She's my first crush. I'm always going to have a soft spot for Michelle Pfeiffer, but wow, she does not look her age. Um, Michael Douglas definitely does. How old is he? 80? 78, yeah. <laughs> I was almost right. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good. They're good. Um, Catherine Newton is not new. Exactly. Well, she is um, in this film. Oh, she was in Freaky. I knew that. You know, when you're watching a film, you're like, I recognise her from something. What was it? Freaky. Course it was. Um yeah, she's she's now playing the part of uh Cassie Lang, who's now grown up eighteen now. Um Yeah, I don't know what happened to the previous act- actress that played her in Endgame, why she wasn't back for these films, but anyway. Um so I don't really want to talk too much about the plot, but Right, exactly what I said before we saw the film. She creates something, it saps them into the quantum realm, um, and they need to find a way home. So it's basically uh, Janet Van Dyne's story, but now involving everyone, including her. Um, the CGI is, I think, better than we've seen in some films recently. Wakanda Forever uh, was also very good. Um, but like Thor's CGI was was pretty ropey. Um, this it's a it's a it's a beautiful looking film, but there is so much going on that I just could not I could not keep up with it. I couldn't keep up with it. It's not that it was it like the storyline is not confusing. It's everything that's going on. Like things are just happening constantly. It's so hard to like keep your focus on. In, in terms of like understanding what's going on felt like the inside of my head at times like just things just like pew 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 bouncing all around it was it was ridiculous this would have worked really well as like a six-part marvel show now i, I mean it doesn't have the budget of a six-part marvel show I'm, I'm guessing um so fair enough but yeah it was it was just it was a lot it was a lot and I'm conflicted on how I feel about it. On the one hand, I enjoyed the fact that it was it was different. 
um, and that they tried to do something just different to what we've come to see from Marvel films. But at the same time, it was such a departure from what we've seen in, in other Marvel films that I kind of, I don't know where it fits in. It's, I enjoyed myself, but I can see a lot of people not enjoying it. And whilst I, like, I enjoyed myself, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. And that's why I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Because it, I enjoyed it. It was good. But it's, it's a mess. It's a mess of a film. It, it just so rushed. So rushed. Um, do I recommend you see it at the cinema? If you want to see this film, after what I've said, then yes. Um, I, you know, it looks really good on a big screen. I saw it in one of the largest screens. It, it was uh, very impressive. Looks really good. Um, but if you're on the fence, knowing how, uh, knowing how Disney released their films on Disney Plus, you might want to wait. If you're on the fence. It's a, it's a hard film to love. It's a hard film to love. Um, I liked it, but I didn't love it. That That's what I've taken away from it. I'm glad I saw it. Will I watch it again? Yes. But I almost feel like saying it's really for the Marvel completist. In, in a lot of ways, I mean, the other the other end is that Kang is going to be such a integral part to Phase Five that you kind of need to have this proper introduction to him because yes, we did see him in Loki if you watch that, but it's not the same. He wasn't a conqueror then; he's a conqueror in this film. So, yeah. Now. I'm going to play some music in a minute. And then I'm going to have a couple of spoilers because there's a couple of things I need to talk about. So um, if you've enjoyed this, thank you. Uh, why don't you drop me a little iTunes review or whatever your podcast app is and say, five stars, this is quite crap, but he asked me to give it five stars. That'd be great. Um, and subscribe because then you get episodes as they as they come out. But uh, if you don't... Want, and the thing is, I know some people don't listen to these until they've seen the films themselves. But at the same time, I still feel I need to do this. So, if you are leaving the podcast now without spoilers, thank you for listening. Uh, Flynn lives and fuck the Tories. Now, for you that have come for spoilers, I'm not going to spoil the story or, or things that happen in the film as such, but... <sighs> so, I did say about how good the CG was, which I, for 95% of the film I, I agree with completely, but let's talk about MODOK. 
let's talk about Modoc. What <laughs> he was always going to be a, a hard character to capture, right? But it's awful. I will say it gets better later in the film, and I don't know if that's because I got used to it at that point or the CGI just picked up. I think it's the latter, not the former, but we'll see. But man, I knew it was going to be hard to pull off, but I, I that was not how I was, expect, I was expecting that to go. That was a mess. That was a real mess. People laughed when the reveal came. I'd forgotten he was in the film. I remember I remember they announced it and I I just forgot. Um so it was a nice surprise when he popped up. But what was that? Um and also another cameo that I want to talk about, which was revealed in the trailer, so this isn't so, so much of a spoiler, but um Bill Murray. Uh I'd forgotten he was in the film, even though I'd seen it in the previous trailer. So when he turned up I was like, Oh yeah, Bill Murray's in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I kind of don't know why. Like, the thing is, I I do like Bill Murray. I, I've enjoyed his work. Um, but he's problematic. And he's in for literally a cameo. I'm not sure why they did it. It's, it's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. Uh, he, he's fine, but... It could have literally been played by anybody. Or not been in the film at all. Like, it was almost redundant. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had to talk about that CGI. It's, it's so bad when he first pops up. So, so bad. It looks like something that was done in like the 80s or something. Or like a sci-fi channel original movie or something. It's weird. It's so weird. Um, there are two end credit scenes. Should have probably said that in the main bit. But I think most people are aware that's what's going to happen. Um, I thought both were good. Um, the, the last one, especially, that is good. That, that shows you a continuation on. That's very good. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I like I like the film, but it's it's not great. I can understand why it's had such a muted response. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens at the box office. Um, Avatar is obviously now starting to like trickle down the charts. <laughs> the way a water trickle. Um, so that stranglehold is is lifting, which is which is good, uh, I guess, for the rest of the films coming out. Um, but I'm going to be interested to see how this performs. Ant-Man films generally are on the lower end of Marvel films. I don't think either of the first two broke a billion. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this one does. Because, I mean, the cinema I went to was, for for a showing at five o'clock, was packed. Um, I'd say it was probably about 60, 70% full. And it was quite a big screen I was in. Um, but it was a very muted response. I did hear some kind of like big sighing when the film finished as well. No one was kind of, there was, There didn't seem to be any excitement. It's, it felt very similar to when I saw Thor, actually. Um, so it's going to be interesting because obviously people rush to go and see Marvel films the first weekend. And then 
you know, people might go back or people might wait for the, the rush to die down or, or find out what people think of the film before deciding whether to go. So I think it's going to have a decent opening weekend, but I I don't think it will be, it will have a lot of um, longevity. So we've got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out in May. We've got uh, the Marvels coming out in July, if I remember correctly. So I'm hoping that they will both be um, a more stable film than Quantumania. I, again, I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but it's it's where it fits in Marvel is is very strange. It's it's very strange. Right, that's it. Like to hear your feedback. What did you think once you saw it? Are you listening to this in three months' time once it's hit Disney Plus? Or are you listening to it the week after it's come out because you've seen it? I don't know. But let me know what you thought of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Am I too harsh on the CGI MODOK? Who's to say? Well, you. Obviously, you've got an opinion as well. But for me, it was pants. Right. Thank you very much. Speak to you soon.